Hello and welcome to the latest podcast episode by the Society for the Environment. And this podcast is a special podcast. Today sits within National Apprenticeship Week, which is something that the Society for the Environment very much supports and champions. To give a very brief introduction to the Society for the Environment, our core purpose is to register individuals as chartered environmentalists and registered environmental technicians. If you'd like to hear more of what we do, or if you wanted to join the 7,500 registrants across the world and become a chartered environmentalist or registered environmental technician, then check out our website, socenv.org.uk. That's S-O-C-E-N-V.org.uk. The first ever environmental degree apprenticeship, known as the Environmental Practitioner, was launched in 2019. For that reason, today we're going to talk to an employer, Claire Squires from Mott McDonald, who has recruited an apprentice onto the programme. We're also going to speak to an apprentice, Ishaq Salim, who started on this new apprenticeship with Kingston University in the autumn of 2019. The idea behind this special apprenticeship edition of our podcast is to learn about apprenticeships as a whole, find out more about the environmental practitioner degree apprenticeship specifically, and see how all of this works from an apprentice's point of view and from an employer point of view. We're going to kick things off with getting to know a little bit more about Ishaq and what he does. So welcome Ishaq. Hello. Hello. So thank you very much for spending some time with us today. Are you are you sitting comfortably? Yes, I am. Okay. We'll try to uh, avoid turning this into a university challenge episode. <laughs> I'm aiming for more pub quiz kind of vibe. So, we're going to learn a little bit about you first. So, to begin with, you're doing a degree apprenticeship at Mark McDonald's. As an overview, what does that mean? What does your degree apprenticeship do? What, how does it work? So, I'm an employee at Mark McDonald uh, with the title Environmental Practitioner Degree Apprentice. So, I attend university one day a week. As you said, it's Kingston University. And I attend the office four days a week. So essentially what I'm doing is working on the job and at the same time I'm studying for a fully paid for degree and by the end of the apprenticeship I will have hopefully passed the degree and then also have a separate qualification where I have to do an endpoint assessment to pass that qualification so it just says that I have passed the apprenticeship. Okay so at the end you you've got a job? Yes. You've got an apprenticeship and you've got the uh the qualification that comes from the endpoint assessment. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, quite a few things there. How long does that take, do you say? Uh, five years, hopefully. Five years, okay, and you started last year. Ah, right. Are you enjoying it? I think carefully about this because it'll be, it'll, be it'll be a long podcast if you say no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so honestly, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. So I can say I've had no regrets with the decision I've made. I've settled in very well. Everyone at the workplace has been very welcoming to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been involved in quite a few different projects so far, which for me is quite surprising considering how inexperienced I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been able to develop the skills I've had previously and also learn a lot of new skills as well. So for me, it's just, you know, something I can even you know, look forward to in the future where, you know, if I'm involved in a lot of work now, um, of course, in the future, I'll be involving even more work which you know for me is a positive and the experience gained so far so all of that within what is it the first four or five months four months yeah 
yeah um with another well over four and a half years to go <laughs> yeah which, sound, which sounds daunting but i imagine pretty exciting at the same time yeah yeah excellent interesting so at work with mark mcdonald what is your role what, what do you do day to day at the moment so i mean considering the experience i've got which is not much i'll be working on it can be major projects or small projects but i'll be given certain tasks to complete you know, so those people that have given me these tasks have thought about the experience I've got. So they would make sure that the task isn't too challenging for me and they'll try and make sure that it develops me as a person. Hmm. Um, so I'm balancing between these different projects, which is developing my time management skills and also how I prioritize certain things as well. And especially recently, the workload has bumped up. So I've had to make sure that, you know, I am prioritizing. I am making sure my time management is on point. It's starting to challenge you then. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but it's a good, a good challenge, a good challenge. Yeah. But I mean, in terms of day-to-day tasks, it's always different for me. So every day is not the same. And I would come across a new challenge each day, which for me is very exciting every time I go into work. And the aim of each day is to complete the tasks I've got and the work I've been set and learn from it. And you know that is the whole point of this apprenticeship is obviously me learning from everything I do and then implementing that into the assessment I have at the end so that I can show that I've learned all the knowledge, skills and behaviours over the five years and then hopefully I can pass the apprenticeship. Mm. Well, I guess the practical element of the apprenticeship over a standard degree, that's a huge part of it, is the, the day-to-day job that you, you get to learn from. Yeah, and I think that's you know one of the huge benefits of uh, this apprenticeship is that when you compare it to a normal full-time degree, I'm not saying obviously doing that is a bad thing, but I would say the way I see it is that I'm getting that degree. It takes, okay, two years longer than someone else who does a full-time degree. But for me, that two years is you know, worth it. Essentially, I'm getting two years extra experience or to be honest, I'm getting five years experience, to be honest, because I'm at the workplace for five years and they're not. So I see the experience as even more valuable than the degree itself. And I guess it's probably not just the day-to-day working, it's the, uh, you are getting experience of the sector as a whole, which bodes well for what you decide to do afterwards. Exactly, yeah. So for someone who's just finished a degree, they will still be looking into the sector, thinking, oh, what do I do? But for me, by the time I finish the degree, I'll know, okay, I know what I want to do. I know all about the sector. I have quite a lot of knowledge. Not just that, I'll have people around me that can support me in terms of where I can go next as well. Mm. Those contacts are always very helpful, yeah. So I guess in terms of gaining different areas of experience, are you working with different people across Mark McDonald's or will you be? Yeah, so that's the plan. So um, I have been speaking with my diamond manager and mentor and the plan is to, obviously over the five years, any kind of discipline I'm interested in, you know, be it ecology, air quality, uh, waste management, all of these different disciplines, I can get involved in the projects that they're involved in. And so if I'm, so maybe from there, I might have a certain interest in a certain discipline. So I could possibly go down that route after the apprenticeship. So there's a lot of opportunity for me with this apprenticeship. Um, mm. I have this in general as well, to kind of do like an environmental consultant type thing. So, I mean, that's a, another benefit with this specific apprenticeship is that there's a lot of opportunities for me. Mm. I guess with Mark McDonald and organizations like that, with their breadth of expertise, that gives you huge amounts of options, I would imagine. Yeah. I take it the line manager and mentor you refer to is Claire? Yeah, uh, my line manager is Claire Squires, yes. We'll get on to Claire in a moment. 
So that's what you do day to day at Mont McDonald's. So then the other side of things is the university. Uh, what are you learning at university at the moment? So I'm studying environmental science at university. Um, it's quite an interesting subject. I mean, I didn't at A levels. I didn't do an environment related subject. So so far, terminology has been a bit different for me. What did you do at A levels? Uh, I did uh, maths, physics, and sociology. So you know, quite different to what I'm doing right now. But yeah, so it's just at the start is getting used to the terminology, especially within the geography side of things. Mm. In terms of what I've heard as well for the next few years, what the modules will be, it's actually a very interesting subject to be studying. Do you know what your modules are for the five years? Or is there scope for flexibility? Uh, I've been told what the modules are for the five years. But I think if there's anything specific we're interested in, because I was in a number of other apprentices. So if we're interested in a certain thing, the university could help us with that. This is hand-in-hand thing with the workplace and the uni. Both can like help each other you know, to support the apprentice with you know, whatever they want to do. Okay, well, that's interesting. That leads on very nicely to the next question. Are you able to practice what you're learning at uni in your work? And are you able to use your work to help with your studying for practical examples and so on? Yeah. So, I mean, so far, obviously, it hasn't been the case yet. However, over the next, obviously, as I'm involved in more projects um, in terms of the work side, and as I, I've developed my knowledge in the uni side, then they will go hand in hand, especially when I have certain assignments during uni. I've got one coming up uh, in hydrology, for example. So I can get in contact with the hydrologists, those people working within the water sector in Mont McDonald, and they could possibly help me with that. And, you know, again, this is this hand-in-hand thing. And I think this is a very beneficial thing and something that the apprentices will have that the full-time students wouldn't have, is that extra support there throughout the degree. Okay, well, I imagine that will be pretty useful for the degree side of things and the other way around, that's for sure being able to have those practical examples at hand during your assignments and so on for the degree would be great that would have been fantastic when i was doing my degree sometimes it's very tricky to find these examples but it, it can be pretty useful in your instance that's for sure mm. i mean especially recently i would say the opportunities today especially with apprenticeships weren't around there's been a huge increase in the interest in apprenticeships as well yeah that is really worth highlighting the, the perception that apprentices are, are just plumbers and carpenters or, or whatever is it's not a thing anymore. You can still do that, obviously, but the the you know, degree level apprenticeships are a great alternative to normal degrees. Not for everyone, um, but it's an excellent route into the profession. That's for sure. Yes, we're definitely going to be encouraging people to look at that. So that gives us an idea of what you're doing at the moment. But obviously, at some point, you made a decision to go down that route. So how did you find out about degree apprenticeships and, and why did you apply? You obviously were doing your A-levels, I assume. Yeah. So one of my relatives was doing a level three apprenticeship, which is equivalent to A-levels. So he was doing it in building services and he was saying how interesting it was for him and that he was going to move on to a degree apprenticeship. And I I did obviously hear before from my parents and other people as well about degree apprenticeships, but it wasn't, I was, I didn't look into it as much, but as I was hearing from a relative about the apprenticeships he was doing, I thought, you know, why not let me look into it and see what they're about, these apprenticeships. Mm. So from then on, I built a keen interest in doing an apprenticeship. And initially I was going to go down the accountancy route. That was obviously, I mean, if you consider the fact that this apprenticeship I'm doing now, the environmental practitioner degree apprenticeship, 
was released, I think, in June time. So before that, obviously, I didn't know anything about this apprenticeship. So I had to apply for something else. And at that time, I was accountancy. And so I think when I found out about this apprenticeship, this was during my, during my summer holidays. So I thought, let's go for it. And uh, yeah, so I had an offer from a mom McDonald, and I also had an offer from uh, an accountancy firm. At the same time, I was, I was in two months, I would, what do I go for? So you applied for both still? Yeah, yeah. So before this apprenticeship, I did apply for accountancy ones. Because I was, right. to be honest, that was the only option for me in terms of what I was into. But it wasn't fully what I wanted to go into. But when I found out about this environmental one, I think I realized then, you know, it was a no-brainer for me, to be honest. Ah. Because of the launch of the apprenticeship that you're on now was in June, that's quite a late intake for the September of that year. So I guess, did your application for the accountancy apprenticeship, that come a few months before that? I think it was a couple of weeks before I had the, the one for um, Mount McDonald. Um, but I think that was just due to the number of people they had applied to their apprenticeship. And mm. I think they just, uh, they kind of resent a message to everyone that was interested because yeah. they needed someone to apply. So, uh, yeah, so that was, that was before. Yeah. So I was in obviously two months at the time. What do I go for after considering everything goes from this, the environmental one? Yeah. It's just worth noting for anyone else who's looking to do that kind of thing. Now is a good time to look for apprenticeships. That's for sure. Especially in the run-up to National Apprenticeship Week when a lot of employers aim for that to, to showcase what apprenticeships are, are coming up. Um, how did you apply for the apprenticeship? So how does that work? So the application process was actually, I mean, of all the other places I applied to, including the accountancy ones, this was kind of the, I would say the, easiest in the sense that it was quite a quick process so i had the initial application where with you just normal details and i'd also give a cover letter with that yeah. then after that i was invited to do some online tests so just numerical and uh like verbal reasoning tests yeah. after that i found out i passed and they invited me for the interview and then obviously after that i found out that i uh they liked me and they wanted to offer me the uh contract hmm. it was quite a quick process and must have been from beginning to end about a month which is quite quick okay. compared to other places so nothing out of the ordinary that's for sure so if anyone was apprehensive about applying for apprenticeship rather than a standard job it, it sounds uh relatively similar that's for sure yeah they're, they're very similar especially when I've, I've spoke to uh graduates and even other people that have applied for jobs is mm. you know is essentially the same um even having that is uh, quite a good thing in terms of develops your, your kind of your interview skills. It can develop you as a person as well, having that experience. So I'm 18 and then someone who's just finished a degree and applying for a job is about, I don't know, 23, uh, 22. Yeah. So, you know, having that experience at a young age is quite good. Yeah, sounds, sounds really good. Um, how did you find out about this particular apprenticeship? Where did you, where did you find it? So what happened was that I I didn't know I was going to do this apprenticeship at all, even at the beginning of the summer holidays. So I was looking for yeah. work experience for the next year in a different field. And I was on a different company website and I came across this degree apprenticeship. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this sounds interesting. And then I just looked into it. And on one of the those job boards you have, uh, those online websites, mm -hmm. I just searched up the role, the environmental practitioner degree apprenticeship, mm -hmm. and Mont McDonald came up and saw that, and I thought, 
it why not you know supply for it um in terms of apprenticeships i mean i had to do all the research myself essentially yeah. you know, the schools didn't really help a lot i was going to ask about that hmm. yeah so i mean this is quite a big issue as well even with a lot of young people they don't know about apprenticeships and that's just due to maybe lack of education recently i've heard that schools are bringing in organizations and people who are involved with apprenticeships just to you know give people that education about and how they can apply but yeah but for me it was doing it all by myself essentially and um yeah just you know, taking on myself to try and find something well you've got to have that drive to find the, the job that you want so that's a a good example to be setting that's for sure so what is the best part of your apprenticeship um I'll just the work side the different projects that I've you know already I've been working on mm-hmm. is something new to me especially you know if compared so before I, this was my A levels and I was just full time studying so having that different experience to that you know I wouldn't mind doing a full time degree I mean I don't mind studying I'm quite an academic person however I thought why not just try a different experience and this is what this apprenticeship has given me and that work side I don't think you know people understand how how interesting it is working on quite massive projects the different you know things you can learn from it um you know I was quite a cliche thing to say but this all gets me out of bed every morning <laughs> well it's, it's always useful yeah you know knowing that every day oh, I'll be involved in something new and something you could pop up and be involved in a new project it's quite a it's quite a good motivator especially when I'm coming to work are you with your apprenticeship for your day-to-day job? Are you living at home and commuting in, kind of thing, or? Uh, yeah, I'm commuting from Gatwick. Okay, so it's quite easy to commute, fifteen-minute train. And your day a week is that at Kingston University, so you actually go to the campus. Yeah, that's at Kingston. Yeah, it's been a bit more of a trek. Ah, but still doable. Good. Okay, so that's the best part. What What would you suggest are the top three reasons you'd give? others for starting a degree apprenticeship you might have already covered a couple already but mm, yeah so i think the main thing which i've you know i've already touched upon is the five years experience with the degree apprenticeship mm-hmm. um and when you compare yourself to someone who has a full-time degree and someone who does a degree apprenticeship by the end of it they both they both have a degree mm-hmm. but the difference for the apprentice will be that they have that five years experience which is massive yeah and for me i've realized just within four months how crucial these skills I've learned already is. And, you know, if you think just within four months, I've learned a lot. Imagine the next just over four and a half years that I've got, how much I will learn then. So I would say that's the main, or the top reason I'd give someone for applying for an apprenticeship. Um, I think the other reasons are, I think quite obvious. So for example, you won't, you know, you won't be in any debt compared to someone who does a full-time degree. So you're getting paid, obviously. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's another thing I was in touch with. Was the uh, salary as well? So you get a proper salary. It's not it's not something where you would say, oh, they're you know paying me enough for what I'm doing. For me, I was surprised at how much I was getting just for an apprentice. Mm. So that's another you know in terms of the monetary side of things, there's a lot of benefits there. And I'll say the other thing as well is just getting to work with experienced professionals and people from different backgrounds, just working with them every day. Mm. again gives you that experience so i'd say again yeah that that experience is the main thing and i don't think people actually realize how important that is especially when you want to try and get into your you know, your future career mm. a good rounded experience 
you're being paid plus the employer is obviously funding your degree so that's obviously you mentioned that you're avoiding debt that's how that works okay good 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 inspiration for everyone listening um do you feel like you make a difference in your role both for the organization and for the environment as a whole yeah i've definitely for both um i would say that I think, for example, Mom McDonald, they've employed me so that they can, you know, develop me to their needs and how they feel will benefit them the most. So I feel that anything I do that they ask me to do, I'm, you know, helping them in the long term because, yeah. you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about how this kind of fresh talent and developing people from a young age, which is so important for an organization and how and the skills they can pick up. And now you're one of those. Yeah, exactly. So, I've, you know, I feel to me it's very, very privileged and very grateful to have this opportunity to do something like that. So I feel that, you know, I make a difference for the organization. Um, also for the environment as well. I mean, if I'm making a difference for the organization, I feel that I'll be making a difference for the environment because I know Mom McDonald with the different projects they've been involved in in the past and currently are and hopefully in the future as well but they try their best for the environment and they have a massive environment consultancy uh, department. Mm. So I know if I'm making a difference for the company, then I'm directly um, having a difference on the environment as well. A very on-brand message there. Very nicely done. Yeah, good. Um, so you, you mentioned that you were going to go potentially down the accountancy route, but you didn't. So why did you choose to pursue the career in environmental side of things so i mean i've always had this interest with the environment and the natural world but i think especially recently with you know you see people talking about climate change and how humans are destroying the world essentially i think that's when you hear that you've you know you naturally want to do something on your part so i thought when this opportunity came up for me it was a no-brainer for me so i mean the reason why i was going to do an accountancy apprenticeship is one is because i wanted to go down the apprenticeship route um over a full-time degree um however obviously at the time i was applying for accountancy apprenticeships there wasn't anything environment related so that was the only option for me um when i considered all my interests but obviously when this came up and i considered okay i have this interest in the environment i can make a difference i can you know, i can feel good about myself and i'm making a difference for the environment it's just yeah it was a no-brainer for me to go through this okay so an opportunity to make a difference good good well hopefully you certainly will so what's next for you what's coming up what do you want to do yes yeah, so, i mean coming up obviously there's a number of future projects that i'll be involved in mm-hmm. and so by doing all these projects you know, I hope to complete this apprenticeship and hopefully pass the degree and the endpoint assessment. So I've, you know, I passed the whole thing all together. And then from there, you know, I've heard, um, obviously it's something I need to look into even more, but there are opportunities for me to even do, uh, it's kind of like a level seven type apprenticeship. Oh, okay. So the, the master's level. Yeah, the master's. Yeah. So that can be funded for me as well. I know Mom McDonald do offer some sort of uh, bursary type thing right. where they in there can possibly fund part of your master's qualification so that's something that i could possibly look into but yeah i would say i'll just try and stick to an environment related job um and try and just progress in that you know in this sector yeah any specific areas that you've gone into so far that you think that could work for me was it quite broad yeah, it is. That's the thing, especially there's a lot of opportunities for me. There's a lot of things I need to tap into. 
Mm. Um, I've got the option to five years to do it. But I've had, in terms of specific interests, I think that's going to come over time. Yeah. Um, but for me, for now, I'm just happy with doing uh, anything that's given to me. But I've been told anything I'm interested in to let my dad and my mentor know, and then they'll hopefully uh, they'll try and get me onto projects related to what I'm interested in. Okay. What kind of projects have you been on so far? There's a flavour. Um, so I've been on quite a few major infrastructure projects. Uh, so I've been involved in Crossroad 2 and um, maybe sometime soon possibly HS2 as well. I think that'd be quite a good opportunity for me. But um, I've done other things like report writing and I'm currently being involved in composing a report, quite a big report for projects as well. So been you know very good so far in terms of what i've been given so you're currently seriously increasing the length of your cv yeah yeah. <laughs> excellent okay now uh, this may be a special podcast however every podcast that we do we do ask our guests if you were able to influence world leaders for a day what would be the first thing you would do or say um first thing i think there's two things i'll do i mean the first thing I would say in terms of the environment, I would make sure that it's at the center of all decisions made. It is the most important issue for us today with climate change and everything around it as well. So I would say that's something I would try and influence world leaders on. The other thing would be just trying to stop all wars and oppression. There's a lot of innocent people being killed from foreign powers, which you know doesn't really make sense, but they're being oppressed and tortured for having certain beliefs and being from certain parts of a country. So I'd say them two things for me are, you know, if I could influence world leaders, they will be the two top things I would do. Excellent. Well, there's obviously quite a sensible head on the uh, on your young shoulders. So good, good things to be saying, that's for sure. Okay, right. That brings us to the end of our question. So hopefully that's provided some inspiration for those who are listening from an apprentice point of view. And now we're going to move on to the point of view of the employer. So thank you very much for your insights, Ishaq. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, and I hope the experience was enjoyable in a way. Yes, it was. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. So moving on to Claire. Hiya. Uh, to provide a bit of background, what does Mark McDonald do for a start? Uh, and how do environmental roles fit within what, what McDonald do? So we're multidisciplinary, um, obviously, yeah, based in engineering, but we do a lot more than that. Um, so we have environment in, in various business divisions across the world. Um, obviously, the biggest collection of environmental practitioners is in the UK and Europe. Um, and I think the business division... Uh, that I'm in is, has got the most at the moment very much focused on uh, environmental impact assessment professionals but across the different disciplines so people that are technical specialists for air noise ecology landscape and visual assessments um, building physics um, you name it we're, we're very broad in, in the kind of things that we cover so quite a variety as a as a multidisciplinary consultancy I guess yeah, lots of sustainability and climate change, which I forgot to add in there. Okay, wanting to add in there. Yeah, good good to have that one in there. <laughs> um, so within all that, what benefits do apprentices give to Mark McDonald across the organisation? 
Well, we're very keen. We have um, obviously the environmental practitioner is uh, this year's the first intake for us, but we have had apprentices in the business for other disciplines for a number of years. And I think we just we like the the fact that we're getting somebody in who is studying that we can help them along the way with their studies. Um, they come in, you know, fresh out of school that they can learn all the ways of the business. Uh, they can get involved in a variety of tasks. Um, yeah, very good for helping helping people out on them. Um, you know, there's always many many tasks, especially when you get into the end of a deliverable and you're looking for spare hands. So the apprentices come in and help uh, with lots of little tasks there. But equally, it gives them a grounding uh, across the whole of the project cycle on on you know what reports look like, um, how things fit together. So for us, it's it's you end up with somebody in your business who who has a really good understanding of of how you know their technical role is is used but also just the business itself how it runs okay so pretty uh, vital now to the organization by the sounds of it yeah no and they're very keen to to get more more in the environmental uh business okay and obviously the recruitment's changed for environmental apprentices because of the new apprenticeship that's come in recently yeah i think there's been some folks that um involved in that in the development of that for mcdonald's so we're very keen as well and you know just to give people from you know they want to get into consultancy for a different channel it just opens up different opportunities for different people hmm. in terms of the environmental practitioner degree apprenticeship specifically how does Ishart's role fit into the team he works with and their goals well we just like to have a balanced team really so we like we don't want to have it too top heavy with uh, you know all these technical folks who kind of disappear off and are never around we like to have a, a balanced team uh, we have graduates obviously we ideally would have a, a more apprentices so they can kind of uh, support each other because of the program's five years um, we have an internal two-year program that runs in parallel to that to kind of help them which is very similar to the graduate program that we see them as integral part of the team. The university's there studying new things, that they bring that knowledge as well from from academia into the team. And they, yeah, they just support across the board. Um, I think really as well, in terms of the business and where we see for our business goals, again, it goes back to opening up opportunity for diversity across the spectrum of people. So you might get somebody perhaps who might not be able to go to university unless it was for the apprenticeship scheme so it opens up opportunities for others to get into the business yeah certainly one of the huge benefits of the apprenticeships that's for sure are you one of the technical folk who uh, disappear quite a lot i do disappear sometimes (laughs) so what were the requirements for ishark to get his apprenticeship Oh, no, that's a good question. There was an application that's managed by the HR. They come through and I think there's a a skills test or a kind of aptitude test. So they have to kind of get through that part. Mm. We mentioned a maths test, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Then the application itself, it comes through to us and the cover letter, which is actually very important. We did scrutinize that quite, you know, thoroughly. And then the actual interview itself, once you've got through those things, is competency based. So we have a set of questions and we'll pick between the interviewers the selection of questions that we want to pose to the candidate and and then we'll obviously make our notes while we're going through that so because we know that you know people coming from school that you can't it can't be career-based really um so it has to be on on various questions that dig out what competencies they might have and then how they align to what we're looking for in the business okay it's quite a lot of the decision making around 
how he would fit into the team. So his people skills and that kind of thing as well. Yeah, that comes into play. I mean, we look at a range of things. So it might be, uh, you know, the distance between which office they can sit in. You know, is there physically space for people? And we don't want people to be too far from where they live. And also the university. So we look at the logistics of, and how it would work because studying and working and leaving school and going to university are all big changes. So if somebody lives really, really far away, as much as we would like them, we, we know that that's an added pressure on them. So we kind of try to explore how that might work. Um, we look at the team itself, how people might fit in. You know, if you've got a load of really, really boisterous people in a team, um, someone who's a bit calmer coming in might be a good thing. Um, we, uh, we don't want to just have a one size type of employee. We like to have a blended team with different uh, skills and different personalities. Yeah. I suppose the geography of the workplace is something I didn't really consider, considering they essentially have two places of work, really, where they've got the university. Yeah, and it can be, it's quite a lot of pressure on, on people, I think, to, to travel between them all and, you know, coordinate yourself. And, you know, you're trying to work, but you've also got college to go to or university to go to, and then you've got assignments on top of that. Mm. So to have a massive commute or a different commutes per week embedded within all of that can be quite um, a lot to take on. Might not be useful. Yeah, yeah. Did he have to have certain A-levels at all? Um, I think that's more linked to the actual degree programme. So if, if they're accepted onto the degree programme, you know, we're kind of happy with, with them coming into the business. Ah, uh, okay. What other apprenticeships does an organisation like Mott McDonald offer? Oh, now I do have a list. Prepared. Um, we have building services. So some it depends. Some of the qualifications are vary. So there might be MVQ, I think level six and seven. Some are BTEC, some are City and Guild. So we have civil engineering, transport planning, and business administration as well. But I believe the list is uh, growing. Now geospatial mapping and science. Um, yeah, so quite a variety there. Yeah, and you mentioned there very briefly that obviously the apprenticeship that we've been focusing on for this particular podcast is a degree level apprenticeship mm. but there are a variety of apprenticeships out there in terms of levels not just degree there are other degree apprenticeships but there's there's those that are at the a level level uh, and and up to masters and potentially beyond i'm not sure um so worth exploring no matter what career level you're at or educational level yeah so moving on from the apprenticeships and so on you're an environmental professional yourself how did you get to where you are very good question um I'd always been interested in the environment, uh, particularly natural environment, sort of your geography type arena and also ecology. And so I just followed it through um, from school to A-levels and then into my degree. And then I did a master's. And the reason I chose my master's was because I had an industrial placement. Mm. Um, and that was kind of my key into employment. Um, so that's how I kind of wove my way through. And I actually started out working from my placement, which was at the environment agency, I then started to work for the environment agency after that. And then uh, after, I think, four or five years, I moved off into consultancy. Mm. So that that's kind of my, been my route to where I am now and have moved around in different consultancies and worked overseas as well. So quite a variety of things that I've done. Any ambitions for chartership? Yes, um, I'm in that process. I kind of stopped, started. I need to go back and finish my interview and uh, update the written part. Ah, okay. Yeah. We'll go do with that. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, so the final question is, what would you say to others thinking about starting a career in the environment? Uh, do it. <laughs> uh, no, um, 
I would say, um, obviously, apprenticeships are a good route in, as is going to university. Don't be put off by the chicken and egg factor of experience versus um, not having experience and trying to get your foot in the door. And wherever you can, try to get little bits of experience. So whether you can go to local wildlife uh, trust and do some volunteering work. Um, also, you know, seek out internships, even if it's uh, just for a week or two. Look at the professional institutions and look at the free events you can go to. So the ICE as well, some of it might be a little bit uh you know, you look at Institute of Civil Engineering, you might not think, oh, that's directly related to environment, but they do some, obviously, lots of things that cross over. Uh, equally, lots of the other, you know, free events, webinars as well, just to kind of get a more rounded experience. So you can use that when you're going to seek employment. It's not just I went to university. It's I went to university. I volunteered here. I'm, I'm aware of podcasts. I'm aware of webinars. So it's those sort of things just to give yourself a little bit more of a broader view of, of what's going on and what's current. And also, if you go to events, you will meet people and have a chat with them. So we recently went to a conference and chatted to some undergrads uh, or postgrads, sorry, and um, and talked to them about their experience and what they're doing and how they're you know looking for work. So you will get to speak to people at events. And if, I guess if you're struggling to find organised volunteering opportunities and you know, you're at A-level stage, as is how it was, Maybe there are things you could actually organise yourselves within the, within the college and, you know. Yeah, use the school as well, with schools and uh, colleges and universities to kind of look at things that you can uh, progress yourself. So whether it's litter picks, um, yeah, all these sorts of things, just to obviously the environment and uh, climate change is very much in the press now and, you know, it's a forefront of uh, the mindset of, of everybody. So now now is our time. Yeah, yeah. Utilise the people around you. Mm. There's a lots of um, enthusiastic teachers and those kind of people who will definitely be able to help you do that kind of thing. And it will certainly look good on CVs. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Anyway, community groups. With social media, it's so much easier to get, get interest. So local Facebook groups, forums, even LinkedIn as well. There's many ways of kind of looking for other people to kind of team up with to, to get things going. Yes, quite right. So make experience for yourself if it's not already there available for you um that brings us to a close for that so thank you very very much for your time claire you're welcome very good insight into the world of mott mcdonald's and how apprenticeships fit within that um and a really good insight from his and his experience so far and i hope his journey continues throughout the five years and beyond uh, and hopefully it'll be a successful one yep we hope so too and we hope to get uh, more folks to keep him company this year <laughs> yeah certainly yeah yeah if you're thinking about going for an apprenticeship have a look on the various websites and you'll be able to find lots and lots of details it's been fantastic to have the insights of both claire and ishark today if you're curious to hear more about the environmental practitioner degree apprenticeship then please take a look at the institute for apprenticeships and technical education website where the government has provided all the information to start your recruitment of apprentices and details of how to become an apprentice. And that's alongside current opportunities to become an apprentice. So check those out. And you can find all that at instituteforapprenticeships.org or one word, instituteforapprenticeships.org or as an alternative, head to socm.org.uk forward slash apprenticeships. There's more information on there too. And if you want to hear more about 
What an Environmental Professional does, listen back to our previous podcasts and our next podcast will be released on the first Wednesday of March. So check that out. You can subscribe to our channel and you can do that via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher. The choice is yours. If you're looking to recruit an apprentice, good luck. If you're looking to become an apprentice, good luck again. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We'll try and signpost you to the right place or provide as much information as we can. But for now, we shall see you on the next podcast.